It's here, it's back, and oh my god, aren't we all just a little bit excited. The NPL Victoria kicks off this week alongside this new weekly preview, review, and everything in between show. Tonight we'll look at the season opener. Can Hakeem score a hat-trick on return? Who's coming up? And why did Northcote City betray us by going down? Let's not waste any more time. Let's kick off the semi-pro potty! Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to the podcast. So this is the podcast that gives a voice to the National Premier League where, let's be honest, they probably don't want our voice, but they're going to get it regardless. I am your host for today and probably every other day, uh, William Chambers. Joined to me on my right is Branson. G'day guys, how's it going? How are you, Will? How are you doing? Mate, I'm very good. Look, I'm genuinely very excited because... I'll tell you what, I'm excited as well. I'm very much looking forward to this season. This has been a dream for, I can't help but think, five days now. Um, I would say that, yes. Yeah, since inception uh, five days ago, we thought, do you know what the National Premier League needs? Uh, it, it definitely needs us talking about oh. it. They, they, FFE might not know it, but they need us. Yeah. They uh, oh, that's controversial to start with. That's, we're, um, we're going. Look, it's it's worthwhile mentioning as well, we're, we're not seasoned veterans of the uh, NPL Victoria, are we? No, no, we are not. We are relative, relative newbies to the NPL. I think on the, uh, on, the, on the count of three, if we sort of, you don't, don't want to do one-upmanship, but figure out how many games have we been to in the NPL? So uh, a countdown from three. So three, right. two, one, two. one. Ah, they're two, bang. Yeah, all right. Well, that's... um. So, look, I guess the takeaway from that is that we're probably not the uh, biggest experts, but what we do like is we really do like the MPL, and, and we wanted to get a bit more involved in it this year. And, you know, Branson, I mean, what do you like about the MPL? What really draws you to it? Well, I reckon the thing that I love the most about it would simply be the vibe. I get good vibes from the MPL. Being a big football fan, you know, we watch a lot of football, European football, English football, watch the A-League on TV, the thing that I love the most about NPL is going to games and the vibe you get. Mm, you know, it's, it's very different to that franchise, you know, absolutely, the A-League. And- exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. As a Melbourne City fan in particular, City which don't it is a franchise club, don't have a lot of roots or, or heritage or necessarily a great mm. sense of community, you definitely get that at the NPL, in particularly with some of those older clubs, you know, your former NSL clubs, clubs that have been around for decades, have storied histories, hmm, all think- that sort of stuff. And just the community involvement, the closeness you have to players and coaches and officials, you can get a lot closer. Uh, and I just, I just get good vibes. Easy as that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think we're starting to get to a point where the A League has, you know, since inception been very good, but it, it doesn't respect that real history that we have from the NSO. And it's, it's really great to sort of get a little bit more towards it. The, the one NPL game that I have been to was the Port Melbourne Sharks last year. We went yes. late, late in the season. I think it was Green mm-hmm. Gully. Was it Green? Uh, Bentley Green. Bentley Green. Melbourne. One, at yes. Port Melbourne. And. Thoroughly enjoyable experience. It just felt like proper football. It did. It yeah. did. It felt good. So that's what I like about the NPL. What about yourself? What, see, do, you, what do you enjoy? I uh, See, I'm far more simple. In, in your one game. In, in my one game. Yes. Um, so there's... It's very easy for me to say it's the food. Um, the FFA has, you know, glorified it, has spoken about it at length, but uh, I think food is something that is very strong to cultures and going to really good NPL fixtures and for mine it started back when I was living in South Australia and I went to uh, White City FC 
and for about ten bucks. Wow. Yeah, it was outstanding. <laughs> give you ten points <laughs> if you can guess which country of origin that club is from. Uh, Serbian, one hundred percent. Love it. And, and the beauty of it was, it was um, you know local people in the community cooking food, and for ten dollars you get a, chav- a plate of chavapis with you know some pickled cabbage and some chips and and a and a Serbian beer. And I'm like, that is for mine. Authentic. Exactly what I like. Authentic. Yeah. None of this. $10, $15 roast beef roll yeah, at Amy Park. You get a lot of that and you get a hot dog and it's a bit average, let's be honest. You get a bucket of chips or fish and chips or whatever, you know. it's Yeah, just, and, and I mean, on the topic of average, we could sit here and talk about all of the average things that we want to talk about with Australian football, but I think it's time that we should jump into it. So we're going to rattle through a couple of things tonight, you know, really looking forward to covering the season that's upcoming and, and some of the sort of scenarios that we want to see panned out throughout the course of the year and look at some of the ex-players from the A-League that are now applying the trade in the National Premier League. Um, but really, the, the sort of first thing that I want to do is, you know, what are we wearing? Because the listeners, average listeners at home, they don't know what we're wearing. They well, can't see us. And, and, you know, that's the beauty of essentially podcasts is they're being spared that. But Yes, I was going to say, I'm not too sure how many people would want to see us, but, you know, each to their own. But, yes. And what, well... What I'm wearing is a fantastic Ruben Kazan kit. They are a Russian Premier League team. Uh, This particular kit is their alternate kit, uh, which they have brilliantly combined green with a dark burgundy red. It's it's heavy Christmas. It is. Yeah. It's good. Yes, yeah, not it's bad. Good. It's it's an awful colour combination, but they've pulled it off quite nicely. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm quite about it. I I like it. Well, not to get full North Melbourne on you, but mine's actually uh, from a vintage store. Well, mine mine is from a very authentic Russian uh, sports gift store, (laughs) which, whilst not vintage, was very Russian. But yes, tell us what you're wearing. I've got myself a vintage. I have absolutely no idea what year it was. It's a Zenit St. Petersburg kit. Ah, lovely. Sticking with the Russian theme. Very much the Russian theme. And, you know, Russian theme is a big one because, um, obviously, the World Cup was last year. Yes. And and that is actually where Branson and I met and first decided, you know, we should get more involved in, you know, Victorian football when we head back to less freezing shores. Although, actually, Russia was quite unseasonably warm. It was. Sochi, (laughs) Sochi, incredibly hot. 36 degrees and 90% humidity. I don't know if that's accurate. I might have made that up. It definitely felt like that. And you walk around, you go, how on earth did they host the Winter Olympics? Because it was bloody (laughs) hot. There's this weird thing called seasons. I feel like right now they are. Yes, but, I mean, you walk around, you go, geez, this is heated. But anyway, yes, I very much like your kit, mate. It looks looks delightful. So we've got our Russian kits. We're here. We're back in Australia. We're, we're going to kick it off. The season preview. Um, the final last year was, was not bad, one has to say. No, I did attend last year. Oh, well, tick that up. I've actually been to three NPL games. Didn't, oh. even, count, didn't even count the final. Uh, well, Heidelberg were the champions last year. Uh, they did finish on top. Uh, one whole point clear of Bentley Greens. It was a close race into the it finish, was, wasn't well, it? Heidelberg, Bentley and Avondale, the top three teams, I think, were separated by four points, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. So definitely all competing up the top. Heidelberg won the final. They did beat Avondale in the final 2-1. 
Adrian Zara and Andrew... Adrian Zara? Adrian Zara. Yeah, I, th- I have a feeling we'll talk about him a little we bit later. We indeed will. Adrian Zara scored for Heidelberg. Uh, another bloke, Andrew Cartanos. I believe that's how you say his name, also scored before. Jonathan Gamano scored for Avondale, 2-1. It's all right, we have a Twitter account, so if we say any names wrong, yeah, just uh, you know, well, that's it. Ask us. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the final was interesting, but I thought... The end to last year, pre-final, was even better. The semi-final, Bentley, Greens and Avondale, that was the game of the year. Oh, that, that was yeah. the big comeback in the... Like, there's extra time and then there's extra, extra time. Well, and this was in extra, extra, extra time. Well, it was it was one all at full time. Went into extra time. Bentley took a 3-1 lead in extra time. And normally you would think, well, that's about... that's. That's game over. You know, up two goals, extra time, sure thing done. Second period of extra time, 10 minutes or so to go. Bentley, two goals to the good. Gave up not one, but two own goals before Avondale scored in what I think was like the 124th minute to win 4-3. And you go, that was just a bit bananas. So with those... Two game. Well, that semi-final, very exciting. It happened in the final. They so, down by two goals. They scored against Heidelberg. Yeah, they've done it before. Here it comes. Didn't quite eventuate in the final, but a very exciting into last year. So we've got momentum. As much we as do, there's been absolutely. a good couple of months of nothing, if, we, if, we, if the season opener this week kicks off like the finals finished last year, then we're in for a really good season. Absolutely. Um now it's all fun and games to you know talk about the teams at the top, but yep. what we really like is we we lack it from the A League. We, we really do, and we we want it, and we will get it hopefully at some point in the future. But a good little bit of a relegation scrap. Yes. Who's gone down? Who's coming up? Well, two teams went down, uh, as is the norm. Yeah, you are. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the first. Well, we got a bit of a segment on both, I believe. A few discussion points on both. First team to go down was Northcote City. Uh, and they did kind of spoil our fun, Will. Yeah, so if we rewind back to Russia, yep. um, so we're both in the north of Melbourne. and yep. you know, But what team is close to us that we can really get around? We can really throw our full weight behind. Well, Northcote City are about a grand total of five minutes from my house. Yeah, and about, about ten, and, ten minutes from mine, I reckon. Yes, exactly. So they seemed like a great club for us to uh, to jump on board, to yeah. follow, to latch on to. Go, do you know what? We don't know a lot about the NPL. We want to get involved. Northcote City, they're the team for us. And they went, yep, absolutely, we don't want you, and we don't want you so much, we're yeah. just going to get ourselves relegated. Look, you so, know what I always say, Branson, um, there's no point jumping on board a sinking ship. <laughs> so um, I think they made their feelings sort of quite open to us yeah. and, you know, moving on. Um, Our grand plan of following them in the NPL was scuttled early. But, you know, next year, maybe. They might win our allegiances back. Who knows? Uh, The other team to go down were FC Bully Mines. They finished a very nice last, uh, which was a little bit Mm. disappointing. But the big thing that sort of gets me with FC Bully Mines is that is a little bit of an atrocious name, I reckon. I can't help... FC Bully Lions. They are the only club that's gone for the FC pre see, at the start I, of the name. I'm not sure see, how I'm, I feel about that. I'm very pro oh. anyone who shakes it up a bit, and that is that is throwing the rule book out in in traditional franchise grammar structures of sporting clubs. If they'd chucked a Dynamo Bully Lions in there, I would be oh. all for it. <laughs> well, see, I, I'm. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to work. It doesn't float my boat. 
Well, they're not in the National Premier they're League. They're not, so we don't year, have to so worry we, about them too much. We really much. don't have to worry about them. Um, so who's coming up? Who have we got uh, coming up this year? Well, Dandenong City are coming up, mm. which is exciting because we've already, of course, got the Dandenong Thunder in there. So we'll get a bit of a Dandenong derby. Oh, surely, I like that. A little bit of an alliteration right, derby. Surely, I'm sure we can come up with a better nickname than that, but the... Uh, Alliteration Derby. Well, the alliteration Derby. If you, if you Googled alliteration Derby right now, I reckon there's zero Google search But alliteration, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yes. There will be tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Excellent. So, Dan and On City coming up. The other team coming up, Altona Magic, who have seen, clearly seen FC Bulleen Lions game. And yeah. God, do you know what? Um, we, we're going to give you a run for your money. I don't know about Magic, but... Mm, it's, um... I mean, with podcasts, there's this great thing where you can say that it's explicit content, you know? Like, like there may be some swearing. That's a shit name. I'm going on record. I'm swearing. I'm taking this to the explicit level of podcastery, and I'm saying, you know what? Altona Magic, shit name. Try harder. It doesn't shout strength. So, if we think of the enemies we've made tonight so far, yeah. bullying lines probably won't be sending us yeah. any Christmas cards. No, Northcote, they're a bit sad. Yeah, Northcote, yeah, we went pretty hard on them. Our Tone of Magic, not happy with us. So, it's fine though, this is promotion relegation, this is what we like about it. That's it. You make friends with success, Will, not with <laughs> relegation. <laughs> um, so, moving on. Next segment. We're going to jump into segment territory, everyone. Now, one thing that we like is we love the dream scenarios that football chime up. We love watching games where, you know, even similar to the semi-final last year, two own goals in deep extra, extra time. You, you know, that, couldn't make that stuff up. No, um, unless you were match-fixing. Not that we're saying that here, <laughs> but, you know. Um, <laughs> Southern so, stars. Ooh. <laughs> So what we want to do is we want to look at some of the dream scenarios that we we want to see out of the National Premier League this year. You yep. know, we're, we're new to the new to the game. We're sort of going to stand here and we're going to wait for it to come to us. But what do we want it to bring to us, Branson? What do you want to see the National Premier League bring to you this year? Oh, something exciting. I like I, I like excitement. I like fans. I like scenes. <laughs> scenes. Scenes. You know, much like. Two own goals in extra time, you just go bananas. Yeah. What I reckon would send fans, in particularly me as a fan, the most bananas, mm-hmm. would be late in a game, down by a goal, or even scores tied, corner, goalkeeper comes up for the set piece, ball goes in the area, goalkeeper scores. Everyone goes oh. absolutely mental. So- whether it's header, whether it's falls to his feet and he just knocks it home or unleashes some sort of bicycle quick whatever, the goalkeeper scoring, late in the game, pandemonium. Manager on the sideline goes bananas, fans go bananas, just... All general out. bananas. General bananas, so, m- many bananas. That's that's what I reckon would be exceptionally cool. And, uh, and we're also a decent chance of getting to see that. I was about to say, I was, don't think that's too uncommon. You know, we, we've we seen goalkeepers score before. We have More seen goalkeepers score. More often than not, though, it's, it's a fixture that's not your regular home and away fixture. So, you know, I'd love to think a really sort of uh, a sodden pitch on a... Saturday afternoon kickoff. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's a little bit dreary, and you're like, you know what? We're not feeling a draw today. No, we're going. Let's go the three points. Manager. Ninety second minute. Call the keeper up. Let's do it. Manager says, "I want it." Lovely. All for it. 
If that happens, I'm stoked. I, I reckon that'd be exciting. What about you? What's something... Again, again, living in the realms of genuine possible or genuine possibility of, that, of actually happening. Yeah, that absolutely rules out my first choice. Oh, well, <laughs> well, tell us anyway. Let's, let's, let's live in reality and let's go no, all let's, out. Let's not let the listeners down. We're not going to see it. It's not going to happen. So I've, I've got one that sort of cropped up a couple of weeks so that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. was uh, that ridiculous... A-League game between Adelaide United and Brisbane Raw where, you know, oh. just the ridiculous bottling of being, what was it, 3-0 in front at some point? Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, 3-0 and then 3-1 at half time. And then losing at 4-3. And, well, and and the it, was, it, was, it was 3-1 and, you, and Adelaide were down a man at that stage as well. <laughs> yeah. So it was a ridiculous fixture. But what I liked about that, and I think it came through on one of the um, Fox Football podcasts, was actually that the the goal that was scored for the winner was the fourth latest goal in professional Australian football history. And I was right. like, like, including the NSL. And is that... Is that ec- Including extra time, not including so not including extra time. Yep. So a, a game that goes ninety minutes, so yep. like you know, you stand at home in a way fixture. Yep. That was the fourth latest goal to be scored in an Australian football match, and I'm right. like, I, I don't well, know what was, three, two, and one are, but I, I kind of want the MPL to dig up number one. Well, this year. Well, that was going the ninety seventh. Yeah, that was ninety plus so seven. What, what has to happen for there to be more than seven minutes of at a time? So I don't know, and like, if anyone does know what the, <laughs> I mean, if it's uh, the number I have in my head is ninety plus twelve, and, and for yeah. ninety plus twelve, I think there's look, you don't want to you know wish harm on any players, but someone's got to get. Probably hurt. Well, I think there was there was an FFA Cup game where Luke Braddon was in a serious state for a while, and there was about twenty minutes of added time on that so because could they, be they had the full stretcher on. Thankfully, he was all right. Yeah. Um, yes. Also, classic NPL. You could have a much more bush league introduction. I don't know. <gasps> oh, like a like, kangaroo interrupts the yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> kangaroo. Uh, I don't know. Power goes out. Bummer. So that would also satisfy my original one, which was kangaroo pulling off a bicycle kick from across. Unlikely, but I mean, could happen. Could happen. I did see footage of, I think it was a game in Argentina where a guy had a shot on goal. You tell me there's a kangaroo in Argentina. I am fact checking. It it wasn't a kangaroo, but there was a shot on goal. The ball was rolling to the goal and no joke, a dog ran onto the pitch, ran across the goal face, ball hit dog, didn't go in. Wow. It was amazing. That is... I mean, I really want to see footage. Yeah, it, it, it did happen. I, but I, the, the facts that I'm keen on is like, what was the breed of dog? What was its name? What were its likes? I'll be dislikes? honest. I'll be honest. I don't even know if it was in Argentina, but <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Um, well, look, and they're the things that I think, you know, we speak to sort of specific elements, but, you know, we feel like the National Premier League, particularly, you know, games that we're sort of going to go to in the upcoming week are really ones that... They've got the potential for this sort of stuff. You know, Absolutely. The, the, the professionalism of football has kind of made it a little bit sterile. It takes stuff a little bit too seriously. And really looking forward to seeing some football that is probably a little bit more honest, a little bit more hardworking, and, and it breeds these areas of, you know, we can see some scenes like this coming up. Well, the NPL is class and also genuinely exciting. Yeah. Genuinely exciting. So anything... I mean, those are just two of the possible things. There are so many more hmm. exciting things. And Pro- I'm sure we'll walk you through all of those ridiculous scenarios throughout as, the year. As they happen, yes. yes. Um, Excellent. 
Moving on next, there's this little segment that we've thought of, which is, it's really about looking at some of the players, you know, we want to see more NPL players in the A-League, 100%. I think everyone who cares about football in Australia wants yep. to see more mm-hmm. people working their way through the divisions. Yeah, that natural that progression. Yep. You're seeing some of the, uh, was it Elvis at... Um, Elvis, Cam Sober and Kane Shepherd. Yeah, Melbourne from... looking very positive as well. well. Kane Shepherd's at Newcastle, but yep, straight from Avondale into the A-League. Yeah. Excellent. And, and so we're looking forward to seeing that. And we thought, you know, what's the other way? You know, there's a, there's a two-way street there. What about some of those players that we saw in the, in the A-League a couple of years ago that had come back? And one of the names that sort of cropped up for you is Mark Ochiang. Yes. You know, where's I, Mark playing? I believe he signed with Dandenong City this year. So he'll be playing his trade with one of the new boys. Yeah. And, um, uh, former Adelaide United player, I believe. You, Will, you're an Adelaide man. I am an Adelaide man. And Don't Adelaide hold it United. No, no. But do you remember watching him try his play for the, uh, in front of the Red Army? Yeah, very much so. Um, he was one of those players that came in and... Uh, look, Adelaide United's been this cursed team lately of just finding people who can't score goals, which is, you know... Yeah, good. Which is not a great trait to have well, as a club. Well, I mean, I'm not convinced you uh, need that in football, do you? you need <laughs> no, a score no uh, just a good midfield will win you every game. But, um, <laughs> you know, he, he came in at a point where we were not, not sort of looking too crash hot. And I remember there was one game against Sydney and Sydney were looking the business and... So breakaway goal on halfway and ran in fully composed, one-on-one with the goalkeeper, very tidy finish. So very much looking forward to seeing a little bit of him and see how he's changed the play because I reckon that was a good three to four years ago that he was lost in, in an Adelaide that United long, kit. That long yeah. ago, okay. Interesting. Well, you know, good to see him back. What about you? Anyone else that you've sort of seen across from ex-A-League? Well, I think... Well, the good thing about this segment as well is we can sort of roll it throughout the season because there are many, mm. many, many former NPL players... Oh, sorry, former A-League or other professional players playing their trades. So, you know, we'll roll off a couple this week. We can, yep. you know, find a few more as the season progresses. You know, there might be a few additions. But the one that I... Stands out for me, and not necessarily for the best of reasons, but Adrian Zara. Oh, as as a as a Melbourne City fan and an original Melbourne Heart fan, I, he I very much remember him. Yeah. Uh, Again, sadly, not for good reasons. No, and, that, and, and, and not not by fault of his own. He absolutely really didn't do not. No, anything wrong. no, which is quite unique. So he plays for Heidelberg. He also played for them at least last season. Maybe a couple. I have no idea, but definitely last year. Scored in the grand final as well. But did he? I, he did. He did. I remember though specifically when he was at Melbourne Heart, young player, uh, quite exciting stuff, and then a. Big man named Kevin Musket decided to effectively end his A-League career with possibly the worst yeah. tackle that I've ever seen. It was late. It was two-footed. It was... Intentional. It lunged. Was, it was off the ground. Got him in the net. Terrible tackle. What was that the... Did Musket get a ban that essentially ended his career? Like, like did uh, he play on after that t- tackle? I... I actually don't know. I believe he got suspended for like like seven like, or eight yeah, weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it ended his it, it career. Was a, it was a sizable Or band. as we like to call it, a Joey Barton band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite part about that red card is, one, it was horrendous, but two, afterwards, after being shown a straight red, Kevin 
had the audacity to have a crack at the referee as he got sent off. And you're like, Kevin, look, mate, I don't know what you could have... Because he was already on a yellow card at the time. So he was already on a yellow card, pulls out a simply atrocious tackle, gets a straight red and gives the ref a square on the way off. And you go, look, mate, what do you want? I mean, this was, I feel like, probably at the time of... A league referees being part time still, so he was probably like, you know what? If I if I plead innocence, I may, I may get this one reversed. I think I, I think he had already been shown mm. the red cup, but yes. So Adrian Zara, looking uh, forward to seeing him play because he was he was an exciting player. He was. He's yeah. quick, quite skillful as well. Uh, quite successful last year at Heidelberg as well. But yeah. you know, he's a name when I saw him on the list, he immediately struck that memory again through no fault yeah. of his own struck that in my uh, in my mind yeah not a great tackle if you haven't seen it have a look at it because it is um, you know if you want to teach uh, kids and anyone how to tackle um, show them that and teach them how to not tackle yeah I said it was awful it yeah. was yeah, yeah good. borderline assault <laughs> um so looking forward though, um, we've got some fixtures coming up this week. We've we do. got three days of delicious semi professional football that is coming up and it kicks off Thursday night, Heidelberg United versus Pasco Vale. It does indeed. What a big fixture. Given everything that's Huge gone on in the fixture. last two to three months yeah. uh, around Hakeem. And, and particularly the last twenty four hours. Yeah. Um Massive. Just massive. We've all spoken about it in circles. We all know what's happened and we're just all so grateful that it's come to an Absolutely. end. Absolutely. And uh, it's but it, but it just adds another layer to an already interesting fixture, you know, season opener, so there's of course excitement about mm-hmm. that. Heidelberg last year's champions, Pasco Vale finalists themselves. Yeah. They weren't last bad year. either last year, they uh, they weren't. They finished I think they finished fourth, made the finals and lost in the first round to Oakley. Mm-hmm. So, very much in its own right, it's going to be a very interesting yeah. fixture to see where both teams are at this year. And then when you add the Hakeem element on top yeah. of that, it's at Heidelberg. You would think, I don't know if he'll play, but if he's that, how big would the crowd be? There would be yeah. thousands, many, many thousands of people there. Surely you would think so. And I think this is a really good opportunity as well for football to take a step back. And we always, you know, say that it's, it's, you know, it's more than a game. And, and over the last couple of months, it has been more than a game for someone. You know, mm-hmm. it really has been something that has been quite traumatic. Um, it's, it's sort of pulled at the heartstrings of a lot of people at football. And, you know, Craig Foster gets a lot of plaudits for the, the part that he's played. He you know, he did make it more than football. He, he went on an international scale and said, there is this issue that is at the core of the Australian football community that is not getting the voice that it deserves and it needs the attention that it, that it should have. And we've got it there. So I think this, this game is a really, really good chance for that footballing community to go, no, we're behind this. You know, we got behind this together. Absolutely. Um, you know, it is more than a game. There are people who are part of this and it's, I think it'll be a really good event for people to sort of reflect and also celebrate the fact that you know as a community we've, we've done something quite good absolutely and you know Craig Foster did a great job but the football community as a mm-hmm. whole you know you saw A-League clubs get around yep. it all the other NPL clubs got around it yep. even hey, Pasco Vale you know announcing on deadline day that they had signed Hakeem yep. uh, yep. you know like yep. that's yep. a really lovely touch like I really like and that. when he uh, when he left the airport he landed today when he left he was already wearing a Pasco Vale shirt you know yeah. like yeah. We, we absolutely love it so Look, that's the season opener on Thursday. If you're thinking of getting out there and you're sort of on the fence, just do it. I think it's going to be one of those really, really memorable nights of, of 
of sort of semi-professional football in Australia that we'll, you know, we'll write about and we'll talk about for, for many years to come. Um, tipping that one over, Friday night, we've got a triple header. We do indeed. I mean, can you call it a triple header if they're not staggered? Uh, you kind of can't, can you? Yeah, I don't know. We're a three-headed thing. Dog. Yeah, dog. Good, good. <laughs> Three options on the menu yes. to tempt your NPL taste buds. Fuck that. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So we've got Bentley Greens against South Melbourne. Again, another interesting fixture. Bentley, who have been there or thereabouts the past few years, uh, plenty of success in the NPL. Uh, haven't won it, but they have had also quite a bit of success in the FFA Cup, which has been good, and they'll take on heavyweight South Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh off rejection of joining the A-League, maybe with a bit of a thing oh, to Oh, they pull. didn't have a chance to but, You know, maybe they've got a bit of a, you know, a bit of motivation, something yeah. to prove, you know. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be a tantalising fixture. We've also got new boys, Dandenong City, mm-hmm. taking on last year's runners-up Avondale. And Oakley Cannons against the Melbourne Knights. Again, another interesting fixture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it should be good on Friday night as well. Yeah, nice. And moving on to Saturday, we've got Altona Magic. Um, look, uh, let's just hope they play better than their name is. Uh, <laughs> they're up against Green Gully. Yep. Um, that'll be a really nice one. We've got Port Melbourne, um, one of the NPL games that I've been to. Yes, um, excellent. You know, against Kingston City, that'll be really interesting. And then Dan and Oak Thunder and Hume City close off the weekend. So, look, it's... It's the first round. There's, there's not too much that I think we can look into as to some of the fixtures that are coming out of this. But look, I think we're, we'll know a lot more in a week as to some of the teams that are looking like, you know what, they've done their business in the offseason. They've done their training. You know, they've got their sort of ducks in a row, so to speak. And, and they're going to put a serious charge on um, and start to see some of the guys that have come up. You know, some of the teams that are sort of yet to gel but have got potential. Absolutely. No, it should be good because we've, we've got a couple of big fixtures there and a couple of teams as well who finished around each other on the table last season, so should be, you know, first week, a good indication of where those teams might have been, good time to see new signings, so, I mean, round one, anything could happen, anyone could be a champion. Anything could happen, someone could score the latest goal in professional Australian football history. Here we go, imagine if the latest goal in professional Australian history was scored by a goalkeeper at a corner, imagine if that that would... Put the name on the cup. And we just go, that's what we said. That that would be amazing. Could happen, could happen. I would be done if that happens, and (laughs) like me, I feel like this podcast is pretty much wrapping up. I think we've gone through everything we need to. Look, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your thoughts. We're on social media. Um, wherever you found this, you'll have links to our accounts. We're on Twitter, Instagram. Um, thank you very much to the non-existent sponsors that are out there. Without them, this literally couldn't have happened, although it did happen without any sponsors. Um, look, if you're going to get out to a game, let us know how it is. Enjoy it. Talk about the NPL to your friends. Drag them out there and just enjoy the football that's on offer coming up this season and keep posted with us. Thanks very much for joining the Semi-Pro Potty in Episode 1.